indigenous music culture. Revolutions per minute. I think the world is hungry to learn now, once and for all, what it is to be Aboriginal. Episode 3, North Coast. What are some of the common misconceptions about people from being up north that you meet here in the city? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't I don't know if I I know of any misconceptions. All I know is I when it comes to people from the north, I always think that northerners are the hobbits of Canada. We are the most romantic, we're the greatest kissers. We love to cook for each other, we love to host, we love storytelling. We really like to take time for one another. Rev, 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 revolutions per minute. I think generally they think of us as fairly backwards and like small town and that we still drive dog sleds to work and, and live in igloos, which is, I mean, sometimes true, but, <laughs> well, we don't live in igloos, but uh, dog sleds sometimes, but I think a lot of people think that we're a lot less worldly than we are, mm-hmm. which is totally untrue. Totally untrue. I mean, it is one of the most traditional places in the whole, in the world really, I guess, because it was like the last place to be colonized in this country or on this continent really. People still hold a lot of their traditional ways. The language is a lot stronger and in terms of population, like the Aboriginal population is is like 50%. So that's how I grew up, like not as being a minority, but just being normal, right? What's up, everyone? This is Oz12 coming to you from the RPM Studios in Vancouver, British Columbia, in the heart of Coast Salish Territories. Welcome to Revolutions Per Minute, Episode 3, North Coast. The north coast of Turtle Island is an amazing place. It's vast, it's rich in indigenous culture, and the environment is full of extremes and natural beauty. And the musical talent that comes from up there is no exception. On this edition of RPM, we're going to hear from north coast indigenous musicians Leanne Goose, M.O. Eskimo centricity. This isn't gimmickry. I made the word, the style, and the perfect symmetry. And Leela Gilded. I woke up knowing it's time. It's time to move on. We're also going to hear from author and storyteller Richard Van Camp. And trust me, you don't want to miss out on what he has to say. I also want to send a special shout out straight away to throat singers Karen Panagoniak and Maria Ilungiak from Arviat Nunavut of Northern Canada for sharing their music here today with us. Let's get this revolution started, yo. My name is Leanne Mady Tudisaluk Aningagus, and I'm from Inuvik, Northwest Territories, Canada. I am Inuvialuit, which is Western Arctic Inuit, and Norse Lady Dene. Moon, moon, up, 
Well, there's not very many things to do in the wintertime, especially when it's 24-hour darkness and uh, you're so far away from the south, you're pretty isolated. In the uh, spring and in the fall, we lose our connection to the highway uh, just because of spring thaw. And then in the wintertime or in the fall, freeze up. And then we're connected by ice bridges that connect us to the Dempster Highway and eventually south. So it, it brings its own set of challenges. We, we do have daily flight service, but in the same token, you know, it's $2,000 for a flight to get out of here. <laughs> so it leaves a lot of time for creativity and to... So I'm spending a lot of my time writing. I've been back home here for about 18 months. I was living in Winnipeg, going to music school for a while and traveling and touring and get my getting my name out there. And I decided to move home and refocus my energies and take all the things that I've been learning in school and apply it. You know, I spent a lot of my time growing up on the land in the bush, uh, living a traditional life, hunting and trapping with my grandparents. In the evenings, we get to turn the radio on for a little while and there would be, you know, Hank Williams playing Loretta Lynn, Johnny Cash, you know, a whole sequence of traditional old country tunes. Then we'd have uh, concert music via CBC. That was a lot of my uh, direct musical influences. We had a, a large concert series up here a few years ago and this entertainer came up I won't name names <laughs> and you know it's the midnight sun so sun never sets it just goes around and around in a circle from the, about mid-May until the end of July first week of August and so he gets up here and he plays his show and he's fine the first two nights but he can't sleep he can't figure out why and he gets up here to Inuvik and he's so dog tired he looked like he'd been partying for 10 days <laughs> Wow! and the poor guy couldn't sleep and it finally dawned on me to go give him a pair of you know the traveling eye shades yeah, yeah yeah I said you know you need to go put this on and go lay in your bed and just lay there until you fall asleep <laughs> and it, it, you know what it sets off people's internal clocks and it sets them into haywire mode they don't know when to sleep they don't know when to get up you can't tell you wake up in the morning and you see your clock says 5 30 is it 5.30 in the morning or is it 5.30 at night? <laughs> that sounds it, actually pretty fun to me, but it, I guess it could be confusing. <laughs> it looks exactly the same. Exactly the same. So poor guy, he went and he took his eye shades and he slept for like two days. I had to go wake him up and tell him, well, okay, time to get on your plane now. <laughs> <laughs> there is an amazing music scene up in the Northwest Territories. Well, everybody knows the lovely and amazingly talented Leela Gilday. Every time she sings a note, it's like 10,000 angels. I woke up knowing it's time, it's time to move on. I woke up knowing that you were truly gone. My name's Leela Gilday, and uh, I'm from the Dena Nation up in the Yellowknife Northwest Territories and um, my people are actually from the Satu area so I'm Satu Gotene which means uh, we're from like Great Bear Lake but I was raised in the south as we like to call it which if you can consider Yellowknife being the south. <laughs> <laughs> being Dene is really you know just a way of life like something that's really important to me and then uh, just like living in the north being raised in the north 
has influenced my music, it's the same thing. Like everything as an artist, everything that you take in, everything that you are influences your musical creation. So in those ways, I'm definitely rooted in the North and rooted in being Dene. I also reflect other parts of my identity, but if you're asking specifically about that, you can hear it sometimes in the rhythms that I use or sometimes I base songs on traditional Dene songs. The syncopation, the way that my music feels, it's, it is definitely reminiscent of tr traditional drum dance music. So. I think I like to think of myself as being musically fairly eclectic, so it's uh, an important part. When I was a little girl, we lived in uh, Edzo, which is a small community outside of Yellowknife. It's a dog herb community, a Kichon community. I lived there with my mom and my dad. And my dad's actually from Southern Ontario. He's a white guy from Southern Ontario. And he uh, is a musician. So he he exposed me to a ton of different styles of, of music, including big band, symphony music. And then my mom really loved folk, like, um, like Bob Dylan style, American folk. Um, and country music, and um, and then of course we would always go to the the tea dances. So I always had traditional music in my ears, and so I think with that sort of really broad range of musical styles, and the fact that my parents both like to sing to me and sing with me, um, really gave me a wide palette of thing, sounds to draw from. The Aboriginal population is like 50%, so that's how I grew up. Like In the 1970s, through the Berger Inquiry, we like stopped a multinational like pipeline going through our territory because of the testimony of... It's like the first time in Indigenous people has pretty much stopped a uh, multinational de development like that, you know, and uh, industrial development. So I'm really proud of us as a people and... Uh, and I think that we're a lot more like powerful and educated and just yeah, really cosmopolitan than people think. And we'll shake the foundations. This is RPM, Revolutions Per Minute. Indigenous music culture. Broadcasting across Turtle Island and around the world from Coast Salish territories. This is episode three, North Coast, and my name is Oz12. We've just heard from two artists from the Northwest Territory, Leanne Goose and Leela Gilde. Next up, we're going to head north and east over to Nunavut and spend some time with Inuk rapper M.O. First up, let's hear a bit of his track, Muskox. that haunt me, futures that taunt me, this is what could have been if only they'd said stop me, 
Knew they were in a drain, things didn't get so rocky But teenager, teen anger, not likely to be talking And that's the tragedy we have to see The silent suicidal tendencies on a murdering spree To stop them, we have to make them stand up and speak Hold their hands up, exposing where they're weak I couldn't be there when they buried my boy Titusi Little man, 15, skinny and tan The epitome of a boy who should grow into an inner man Artistic and witty, too smart for his own good God damn, too smart to live shitty To wallow in self-pity Too smart to be fooled by dreams he wasn't gonna be fulfilling Not knowing when he died, part of the rest of us went with him My name is, uh, M.O. The government knows me as uh, Moshe Folger. I'm originally from a place called Frobisher Bay, Northwest Territories. Both those places don't exist anymore. It's now called Iqaluit Nunavut. I'm uh, part Inuk and part Brooklynite. And I'm a hip hop artist living in Ottawa now. I started out as a spoken word artist, getting up on stage, uh, just me and my voice in the audience. and. Uh, I thought I was doing kind of a forward-thinking thing for as far as Native, as far as Inuit were going, uh, until I thought about it a little bit and I realized, well, our whole history was brought down, given down, and passed down through the ages. Uh, it was an oral history. So I, I realized I was just kind of continuing on that oral tradition, telling stories and keeping, uh, keeping the ideas inside the Inuit head out in the public using the same traditions that uh, basically helped us survive and uh, thrive in the Arctic, which is a pretty harsh place to, uh, to live. So, I mean, that oral tradition and then the, the, the music that came in the Arctic, the uh, drum dancing, the, uh, the throat singing, it's all very rhythmic. And uh, as soon as I started thinking about making music to go with my spoken word, maybe start rapping a little bit, it became pretty easy to start making beats because I think you know, over thousands of years in the Arctic, that, that drum, that very rhythmic, repetitive drum and the throat singing and the, the music that came out of the Arctic lends itself very well to hip hop. Eskimo centricity. This isn't gimmickry. I made the word the style and the perfect symmetry. Not the leftness and right, the darkness and bright, the blindness and sight, but the brown and the white. That's right. I write in white chalk on coffee stained pages. The outline of nights that I've lost to the ages. Insomnia, the work, and these verses, my wages. Benefit beat package to cover my bases. Diligent work to define the lines of the faceless. A whole life's work for a man with two races. I traveled between north and south spaces and settled to inhabit the center oasis. Yes. Eskimo centricity, this isn't gimmickry I made the word, the style, and the perfect symmetry Not the leftness and right, the darkness and bright The blindness and sight, but the brown and the white That's right Yeah, and that's the music of M.O. To hear more, head to rpm.fm This is RPM, Revolutions Per Minute. Once in a while here on RPM, we speak to folks who aren't necessarily musicians and ask them to share some of their wisdom with us. For this North Coast episode, it was impossible to imagine not speaking to Richard Van Camp. He's an amazing writer and storyteller, and he always has something interesting to say. Dante, Danate, Sagya Masi, my friends, thank you very much for being here today. My name is Richard Van Camp. I am Dogrib. I am Tli Cho from Fort Smith Northwest Territories. There were, uh, my goodness, how many of us? There were many of us signed uh, Treaty 11 in 1921, 
and there were 200 uh, dog rib Dene who signed Treaty 8 in 1899. And I'm in Yellowknife today, Samba K, and it's a pleasure to be here today. I think the world is hungry to learn now, once and for all, what it is to be Aboriginal. And I think that this is our time of reclaiming. I think this is our time to reclaim our language, our voice, our culture, those things that have been taken from us and those things that we have been denied, it is our time to take them back. That is our inheritance as Aboriginal people. So for, for writers, this is our time to really share what we know. So I'll give you an example. In Chippewayan, I, I heard uh, that when a woman is pregnant, the word in Chippewayan for pregnant is when a woman says that in her language, what, what she's saying in English is, my body is no longer alone. That wisdom, so for example, in dog rib, the word for mushroom is squirrel food. Squirrel food. And I think that that's beautiful. It's also, they also say it uh, also means frog house. That kind of wisdom, if there's something that you know or something that you were passed on, like for example, there's an elder in our hometown that can cure asthma using goose grease. We have another elder that saved her brother's leg using beaver casters. They were going to take his leg because of diabetes. And uh, my dear elder Irene saved her brother's leg uh, using traditional Indian medicine. So being able to write our truth, I think is really important. Like write down your customs, write down your customs because the academic community is certainly looking to the Aboriginal literature. And I think that the international uh, book lovers are looking to Aboriginal books now because we, we are just this realm of, of new possibilities with language, astrology, astronomy, traditional healing, sexuality, sensuality. You know, there is a saying that every time an elder dies, a library closes. And I believe that. You know, these cameras now, these digital cameras, all have the video function. And if there are stories that you want to record from your family and your community, please start recording them now. Please start recording them now. Because it just takes a phone call, it just takes an email, it just takes a Facebook message now to learn that somebody that you looked up to, someone you adopted in your life, or it could be a blood relation, that when they're gone, they're gone. And you know, Rick Richardson says, immortality is achieved by the stories they will tell about you long after you are gone. And so please think about the stories they will tell about you long after you're gone. And start working on that now. Start giving rather than taking. Start honoring. Ask how you can help. You know, goodness sakes, there's enough people out there who, you know, when I was driving the uh, elder bus in Fort Smith, we have a lot of very lonely elders in our community and family only comes around when it's when it's uh, payday, you know? Family only comes around when there's money and it just broke my heart and I'm really, really grateful that I had that time to volunteer and drive the elders around in my little community. I'm very proud of that. This is our time of reclaiming our language, our voice, our culture. Those things that have been taken from us and those things that we have been denied, it is our time to take them back, take them back. I was wondering, could you give us a good greeting, a good farewell greeting in uh, in Klicho for us? Sure, just Masi Cho, Saigya Masi. My friend, thank you very, very much for being here. Take care of yourselves, and I love the Lakota. They have a beautiful saying, it says, may the great mystery always put a sunrise in your heart.
You're listening to Revolutions Per Minute. This has been Episode 3, North Coast. Hit us up at RPMFM on Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook. You got a musician you'd like to see on the podcast? Or maybe you're a musician yourself. Check out the Get Involved section of our website, rpm.fm. My name is Oz12. It's been great to be here with you, but I'm out. Peace. Revolutions per minute. And I think that we're a lot more like powerful and educated and just yeah, really cosmopolitan than people think. So. Yeah, city buildings and uh, public parks and Japa dogs and uh, yoga pants don't make the person, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you want to put it that way. <laughs> Although I do own a few pairs of yoga pants. <laughs> yoga pants are great. Yeah. If it makes you feel, if it makes you feel any better, whenever I go to California or to the states, they think I live in an igloo too. So. Well, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, there we go. RPM.